are listening to the Flood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. Give your Metal Mike Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, welcome to another edition of the Plug Podcast, Music and More. I am your host, Bushy, with me as always. Metal Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, brother. How you doing, man? Not bad. I'm kind of getting a little stoked. This is going to be two weeks in a row. I know, right? I know. We're on a roll. We're on a roll. Let's see if we can keep it up. I was going to say what this means is you're not going to get another episode for a month. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, hopefully that ain't the case, man. But, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, No, we're not going to have that defeatist talk. We're going to get this done, man. Absolutely. We can persevere, especially after, you know, uh, our recent interview. I mean, those guys kind of inspired me. It was like, all right, fuck yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Let's fly the flag. So a little dip so your to toes in the water and get you ready for Rocket Pod this summer. Hell yes, hell yes. You know that's what this is all about. Is we're really amping up for uh, for Rocket Pod there in Nashville, August sixth, seventh, and eighth. Um, we're really looking forward to that. The guest list is off the charts. Uh, so we're really knuckling down, so to speak, and kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, getting away from the and more and, and really diving back more into the music because that's really what got us together anyway. Is music. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know me, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the and more aspect of our podcast, but I really, I, I love talking about music. It's why, it's why I'm, you know, it's why I joined that metal station. That's why eventually I bought in and became a co-owner and, you know, and, you know, because like I said, as much as I love podcasting, I look at myself as a radio personality first, podcaster second. But again, even with the podcasting, you know, I could talk about music all day it's one of my biggest hobbies right there with like nerd culture so you know yeah i yeah. know because we were supposed to start this at 11 a.m uh eastern it is now 12 30 <laughs> in the afternoon <laughs> because we've been talking about marvel and dc and everything. right yeah well you know we're fucking sci-fi geeks and dorks man fuck it i embrace that shit what's funny about it though to me is i used to get i don't know about you bro but and 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 i'm just gonna say this and then we'll get right back to the music you know, when I was younger, I used to get incessantly fucked with for liking that stuff. Sure. And now it's like, it's the cool thing. I mean, you even have hot chicks doing cosplay. No chicks I knew was into that shit when I was into it. You know? Oh, hell no. It's just like, so in a way it's like, okay, I was ahead of my time, but in a way that sucks. Because now I'm like an older dude, and the hot chicks who cosplay don't want to get with an older guy. I so know, it's like, right? It's like, this is some <laughs> bullshit, man. It's like, it's one of God's little fucking ironies, if there is a God. Um, jury's still on the, out on that for me. But anyway. Well, no, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. But no, you're absolutely right. I mean, back in the day, I loved, you know, I'm a trek nerd i'm a star wars nerd, right. Battlestar galactica nerd and all that shit was just so taboo and uh, you fucking geek and i played dungeons and dragons you know everything that was so taboo in the 80s about any kind of headbanger what they were into is completely mainstream i mean even the even the dorks 
I guess it's not fair to call them dorks. The people that did not like Star Trek at all came out in droves just to see those Star Trek films with Chris Pine. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and oh, I'm yeah. like, dude, you guys missed out. There's there's like six different series out there that are amazing, and they're still releasing series. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I agree, man. It's it's it, it, it's it's the same thing. With, like, I remember dudes that used to literally fuck with me, and then they're waiting in the line for Avengers. And I was like, you fucking posers. Like, you know... You, you used to fuck with me about this shit. Now you're, you know, it's all cool and, you know. Oh, yeah. Now it's now it's mainstream when it used to be lamestream. Exactly. Like, you know, like I said, man, you were a fucking dork. And, you know, I mean, I remember being so conscious of it that I wouldn't let girls that I like know that I like that stuff right away because I was afraid that they wouldn't be interested in me anymore. Right, I feel that, and these days you I know, just put it out there like, "This is what I." Well, it deal. doesn't matter now yeah. because a lot of chicks are into that stuff now. But back then, man, it was like, yeah, it just didn't exist really. So anyway, that's our digression. Let's yeah, get absolutely. into the main point of this episode, my friend. Yes, let's. And and the point of this is we spend a lot of time whenever you know just an intermittent chat throughout these episodes. We're talking about all the music we love, and it, it's always mainstream music uh, it's what you like to refer to as legacy acts and um, I kind of wanted to talk about things that we don't know about necessarily because I mean let's be real terrestrial radio is not going to fucking play it and there's a lot of bands out there that are grinding it out they're TikToking, they're Facebooking they're Instagramming they're band camping and we just kind of wanted to highlight you know a few of these bands we're not going to try to take you know 48 hours of your time to talk about some of this stuff but there's a lot of good stuff out there. You know, for a people lot of that are saying stuff. that rock and metal is dead. It's not dead. You have to look for it. And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, to, to give a little backstory on this first group we're going to talk about, uh, I'm, I'm part of a Facebook page. I think you are as well, Mike. Uh, you know, a world metal scene. Somebody had posted in there, does anybody do interviews, you know, for bands and such? And I wasn't selfish. I said, yeah, all of us DJs, I didn't say us, so they knew that I was one too, at thatmetalstation.com, interview bands. Next thing you know, a, you know, a message pops up in my, uh, you know, on my Facebook Messenger asking if we would, you know, if I'd be interested in doing this. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely, what's going on? And she sent me a link to a track, and I listened to the track, and I was like, whoa. Because I don't listen to this kind of metal as a rule. Now, there are some bands out there that are aggressive vocally, I guess is the best way to put it, that I can't dig. But this was like, whoa, I, I mean, I really dig this. So I guess she set me up with somebody else. And uh, as you're about to find out later, that ended up being the drummer for this band. And uh, I was like, yeah, let me get my uh, podcast partner on board. And um, we'll absolutely talk to these guys. We'll set up a time. And... Um, you know, we'll, we'll broadcast it both on our podcast and on our individual radio show so we can get the music out there as well. And, you know, we'll get the DJs pushing this band as well. And I, I got a hold of you, sent you the music. What'd you think? I dug it, man. Um, I listened to the one single, Lake of Fire. Um, yeah, like you said, it's aggressive vocals. Now, see, I'm a bit more open-minded. No, 
I don't mean I shouldn't say it like that, you know, but oh, that's but, fair. Go ahead. OK, OK, fair enough. You know, but I like a lot of different kinds of hard rock and metal. I mean, I know sometimes I drive I, I drive my big brother scapegoat, a.k.a. David Tyler and my co-host here, Bushy Nuts, when I talk about subgenres, because my brother's like, it's fucking metal. And I'm like, I know what you're saying, big brother, but I use it mainly not because I'm well, part of me, I think, is because. Again, it's that geek in me. It's that nerd where it's like, I, you know, just like with my comics, I got to subcategorize everything. So it's it, it feeds into that. But there's this whole heavy metal family tree, so to speak, where you got all these different subgenres. But some of it is to just to describe what that band sounds like. So I use it a lot to to describe like, OK, well, they're kind of like this and they're kind of like that, you know. And uh, like I said, I, it drives my brother and Bushy here nuts sometimes. But oh, it absolutely but, does because there's so many different you know quote unquote subgenres. I I can't keep I, up with them all. I mean, and I, I can't either, dude. There there's some. It's insane. It's it really is. It's like that's why when people tell me heavy metal's dead, I just crack up laughing because I'm like, really? Because if you look at the family tree with all the different subgenres. It doesn't look like it's fucking dying to me. It might not be so much in the mainstream anymore, but but to me, I've always felt that this kind of music works best when it is more of an underground thing. I mean, even in the 70s, man, with le your legacy acts that were getting big then, there was always this, uh, well, Ralph Fiera talks about it, this uh, us versus them. You know, I mean, it's the same thing, that, again, that, that that I think applies to being a fan of geek stuff is we're having fucking a blast and the rest of the world has no clue about yeah, it. Yeah, they're all they're all oblivious to it. And it just it takes a little bit of research. I mean because if you're listening to terrestrial rock radio, who who are your what do you have? You have Buck Cherry, you have you have uh, Nickelback, you have Hailstorm, well, I you would, have yeah, five I would say figure Hailstorm, death punch. Yeah uh, um I'm not a big fan of them, but Greta Van Fleet's made a big uh, splash in, in the more of the mainstream terrestrial radio world. But my problem with terrestrial radio is this. And we got a great station here in St. Louis, KC95, been around since 1967. Started out playing a lot of, at what was that point in time, underground rock music. I mean, nobody knew who the fuck Led Zeppelin was or Black Sabbath or any of that stuff, you know. <laughs> they were this FM radio. They were almost like, pirate radio when they first started out you right. know and then over time like everything else corporations buy them out and one of the things though about Casey and I, I'll give them credit I mean they try though like they give Sammy Hagar their own his own show where he can pretty much do whatever he wants um, and it's a good show man Sammy plays all kinds of cool stuff and a lot of it's deep cuts you know they have a show that they brought back that I is holds very very near to and dear to my heart because when i was younger there was a show they had called um uh my day night metal and i used to listen to that show religiously as a kid um well they've brought that back they've got this dj who's really into that music and i guess she talked to the powers of me that she's convinced them to bring this show back and i try to support it as much as i can but it's difficult because we have djs at my radio station that's on monday and i try to support them even if i'm not in the chat room i try to make sure that i listen to them right you know what i mean so it's like but i i still applaud her for doing that but the problem with KC though now with monday night metal she's allowed to play you know i think i said this in the last episode she's all over the place and she's allowed to kind of play a lot of different stuff 
But most of the time with KC-95, like if you hear ACDC, it's either going to be Back in Black, Shook Me All Night Long, right. you know, um, Highway to Hell. Yeah, the hip music. Yeah, you're never going to hear Kicked in the Teeth again. You're never going to hear. I mean, it's like, okay, you can play these bands. Like, it's so bad that D. Snyder was complaining, I think, on Jamie Joss's podcast that whenever these, even these satellite radio stations, when they have a legacy act on and they're there to talk about their new album, do they play a track off the new album? Fuck no. They play, we're not going to take it. Right. You know, it's like, you know, and then they wonder why they're dying. Well, that's why you're dying because you're not, you're not progressing with the times. You're not fucking, you know, to me, it's like anything else, man. You have to adapt to this day and age of the internet. And there are bands and artists that are doing this and they're doing it quite effectively. When I hear people go, there's just no new bands. You know what? There's no excuse for that motherfucker. I would have jizzed if I had Google back in the eighties. Okay. Oh, like, for real. Even Facebook, just type in, in music in Facebook and it just explodes yeah. in your face. And I know everybody's got their little phone. They've got it in their pocket right now. They're probably listening to us on their phone. Right. You could go to your Facebook because you're on that half the day anyway. Type in music and every genre of music is going to pop up in there. And a lot of these bands are going to be bands you've never fucking heard about. Oh, yeah. Dude, fucking YouTube, man. Just put in new metal or new doom metal thrash metal, whatever it is the fuck you're looking for. And you will find, I have discovered so many bands. Plus, again, we have bands who approach us that send us their music, so I discover stuff that way. Yeah, so, I mean, I understand, like, when people like Gene Simmons says rock is dead, I understand what Gene's saying, because you know what it is. They take one quote, and they just run with it, like Gene's just saying fucking rock is dead. What Gene is trying to say, if you listen to his whole statement, is that the business model, the business model that Kiss and so many bands used back in the day, that's dead. Right. He's like, yes, there are good bands out there. He's like, but the problem is, he goes, and hopefully maybe once this COVID thing's over, people will start going to shows again. There's good bands out there, but you got to cradle them. You got to nurture them. You got to help them out. And I knew what Gene was saying. Now, Paul kind of put it like, I don't think it's dead. He goes, maybe the pulse is a little weak. He's like, but I don't think rock and metal's ever going to completely die. There's always going to be, you know, and, but my thing is, it they've just, been, it's man, they've been trying to kill rock and roll since Bill Haley in the comments. It's never going to oh, happen. I don't right, care what they right. say. Right. Yeah, I mean, dude, I remember in the 19, late 70s when they tried telling me metal was dead. I remember in the early 90s, oh, metal's dead. I'm like, really? Really? Now, maybe some people didn't like the directions metal was going in, but man, when I go, when I think of the 90s, I mean, there was Pantera, there was Machine Head, there was Fear Factory, Sepultura broke big. Yeah, I know they came out in the late 80s, but they broke big in the 90s. I mean, White Zombie, just go down. The, there was some good metal out there. It may yeah, not it have just been, sounded different. Yeah, but because that's what happened. It was the same thing in the early 80s. You had disco, you had punk. What happened? Hard rock and metal reinvented itself into the new wave of heavy metal. And then what happened a few years later? You had the Sunset Strip scene inspired by what Van Halen did. And thus glam metal was born. Right. So I, I don't want to hear how, oh, metal. No, metal just reinvents itself. Now, granted, once glam metal hit big and it just blew the fuck up. Metal, in many ways, was probably at its height of popularity as far as in the mainstream in consciousness. The mainstream, yeah. But even then, I'm telling you, there was a stigmatism to being a metalhead. I know I was there. I was called devil worshiper, yes. freak, weirdo. Even then, man. Get a you haircut. Know, it wasn't, 
It wasn't really, yeah, they were selling a lot of records, but you were a freaking weirdo if you liked that shit, man. You know, so it's like, I've always felt like this music is a music of outsiders. And what really grinds my gears, okay, I'll tell you what grinds my gears even more than them not people being so lazy not to discover new bands. It's when I go out somewhere and I wear my Death Angel hoodie. I have somebody bust out fucking ultraviolence or they know the old stuff. Had no idea Death Angel was still doing it. Had no idea that, I mean, like, dude, their last four albums have been amazing. Oh, man. You know, I'm busy with the wife and kids. You know how it is. Uh, no, I don't. Number one, I'm not married. So, again, I, I understand you get busy. Life gets busy. We always say it here on this podcast. Real life gets in the way. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying I don't understand. But, dude, if you want to know what Death Angel's doing, Google it. You'll find them, and you'll find out what they're doing. They got their own website. They give you their history. They let you know what they're up to. And Death Angel's last four releases have been just as good, if not better, than their classic stuff, man. Same with Overkill. Same with a lot of bands, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, so it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to say, you know, and, and like I said, there's still new bands doing it. You know, yeah. the, the hard rock and heavy metal scene is not dead. You just can't be lazy about it you know it, it, it's not like the old days where you know you have this big headliner so you would go to see the headliner but you had three or four acts that would blow your mind away you know you've got to find these clubs you've got to find these bars there are bands grinding it out now obviously with COVID it's been a little harder over the past year but there's bands grinding it out all the time and they're doing it you know, and, and they're only making money. You know, the, the bar owner might pay the band three fifty, but if you got five guys at a band, that's not going very far. You know, so oh. you've got to buy their merch. A lot of these guys are on Bandcamp. You've got to buy their albums because that's how we help support this scene. And you've got to spread the word. Right. And here's the other thing I want to. Uh, I mean, I can. I know with COVID, it's harder right now. You know, things are kind of fucked up. I do see a light at the end of the tunnel, though. Uh, but with with uh, I still, to this day, still discover new bands by going to shows. I went to see um, Crowbar and Corrosion and Conformity. Saw really two cool bands. One, Quaker City Nighthawks. They're from Texas and kind of like a ZZ Top if they were a metal band is the best way to describe them. Like ZZ Top meeting Black Sabbath almost is what it sounds like you know nice. really heavy but got that texas swing boogie you know and another band called low pan which was more of a um you know um you know stoner rock stoner metal band with this big dude, dude he big boy but he has got a great voice i discovered them went and bought their cds uh you know ripped them play them on the station uh, went to their band camp, got the rest of the stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of cool bands. Uh, another one. Have you ever heard of Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown? No. All right. You would like them, man. They're kind of hard rock, blues rock. They're right in your wheelhouse, dude. Um, and and they've, they've made a name for themselves. Uh, they've toured with people like Jeff Beck, ZZ Top, Aerosmith, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Leonard Skinner. Uh, of course... The group consists of uh, Tyler Bryant, he's the lead guitarist and singer, uh, Graham Whitford, the son of Brad Whitford of Aerosmith, so you got a bit of fucking royalty in there, he's the rhythm guitar, Ryan Fitzgerald on bass, and Caleb Crosby on drums, man, they're a really good band, Bushy, I saw them open for Clutch, another band, I just so I've discovered bands that way too, it's right. not all on the internet, but yeah, the internet, man, 
It's the tool, dude. Use it, guys. Use it. You know, which exactly. I'm sure any of our listeners are probably we're preaching to the converted anyway. But it's something that I I go off on tangents on my show too. It's like it just grinds my gear when I hear people go, "Oh, I didn't know they were making music anymore," or "I didn't." You know, no, dude. Yeah, Death Angels. Yeah, that's what I mean. Some of these legacy acts are still doing it at a high level, and then you got these newer guys that are it's good stuff man you know and it's like like gene simmons says if you don't nurture it guess what it will die you know absolutely and and one of the groups uh that we want to talk about we had um the opportunity last night we're recording sunday so i'll probably have this up tomorrow uh but we're recording sunday uh may 2nd last night we spoke with one of these newer bands um they just dropped a single you can find it on youtube uh, the single um, Rigor Mortis, I think it's a killer track. The name of the band is Let It Rot. And we had a chance to sit down and talk with uh, Brandon, the vocalist, and uh, Dom, Dominic, the guitar player. And that guy, that guy's a fucking genius. You know? Oh, yeah. But uh, we had a chance to talk to him. So what I want to do is we're going to go ahead and play this interview. It's a, it's 20 minutes of, of your day, but give them a fucking listen. Don't turn the podcast off because they got to hunt you down and like tweak your nipples and your shit. <laughs> listen to these guys, man. And we're, we're going to put, um, we mentioned it earlier, we're going to put Lake of Fire right after the interview and they're going to come back and talk to you. These guys were really cool. They're chill. And, uh, I, I think they have a future, but we have to support them. So here it is. It's me and Metal Mike last night interviewing Let It Rot. All right, we are sitting here today with a Michigan-based band, Let It Rot. And we have vocalist uh, Brandon Hartman and guitar player Dominic Mosier sitting in with us. Uh, how are you doing today, guys? What's up? Doing great. How about you? Uh, not bad, not bad. Metal Mike is here with us as well. As everyone knows, I am bushy. Uh, you guys... It's funny how I came across your music personally, because uh, Metal Mike can back me on this. Uh, this particular uh, style of metal is not something I normally listen to. It's, it's very, very aggressive. I come from like the glammy hair metal type stuff. Although I do like a lot of heavy music as well. But uh, the track was sent to me, uh, Lake of Fire. And is, is this, well, I, I can ask that in a second. The track was sent to me and I was like, oh wait, no, no, this, this is really good. You know, fuck yeah, I want to talk to these guys. And then some weird three-way happened, and we were able to able to make this happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I started off messaging a chick, and then I got some, uh, you know, a, a guy. And then I finally got you guys. <laughs> you, I, so I think I think you were talking, so I think that was Christina Warner, because she does some crazy stuff around Michigan here for all the local bands, and she just loves Let It Rot, and She's always helping us out, and then I think uh, I think she got you in contact with our drummer uh, AJ Boyke, um, and and that's that's how we ended up in that three way chat. You, me, and AJ, and now we're here. All right, well that's that's outstanding, and well let's send big thanks to her then for uh, for reaching out because it was on a uh, what was it, Mike? I said it was a Facebook uh, metal metal uh, Facebook group. What is it? Uh, World Metal Scene, I think. I believe yep. that was the group. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody just that asked, is... does anybody do interviews? And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, we all at that metal station will do it, because that's the internet radio station we work for, at thatmetalstation.com. And I was like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm getting a, uh, I'm getting a call. Uh, Mike, go ahead. I mean, what do you want to ask these guys? Uh, well, basically, uh, like I said, uh, I, 
I noticed you guys kind of labeled yourself deathcore, but I also heard some other elements of uh, different subgenres in your music. And I guess my first question is, what are your guys' major influences? Hmm. Uh, do you want to go on that one first, Dom, or do you want me to answer that one? Um, you can answer that one first, since everything started with you. So, yeah, no, I guess I guess um, as far as my tastes go, I'm like really influenced by um, Die Artist Murder uh, uh, and CJ McMahon specifically, their front man. Um, and I've even I've even gone as far as um, met CJ in Pontiac, Michigan, when they were on tour and and paid him for vocal lessons. And, and I've met him several times just because I, I, I have to go see Die Artist Murder and meet them. And then there's also um, Black Tongue and, and their front man, um, Alex Tan. Um, he's just he's just such a beast and and he's always given me a lot of inspiration to try and make my own voice that scary right on man well definitely shows awesome awesome uh another question i had for you guys is like being with this whole pandemic thing and i know things are getting kind of calmer now with the whole vaccination but how hard has it been for you guys to like get your music out there and i mean you guys got to be missing performing i know i miss going to fucking shows so I can't imagine what it must be for like you guys. Oh, uh, it's been, it's been really rough with the pandemic. Um, uh, there was, uh, it's been, it's been a really bumpy road for my band or our band, let it rot specifically the last year. Cause um, it's just, yeah, no shows really made, uh, really made everybody's spirits go down. Um, had a couple people leave the band and we got, and we got Dominic here. Who's, who's been just, just a powerhouse since he come in. Right on, man. Uh, what, well, what are your, what are your thoughts, though, Dom? Uh, I think that has been really great, despite all the downfalls that we've had, that we've still been able to push forward and put out new music and still get a full album together, even though, like, there was a time when all of our spirits were really down. Like, it just took a little bit every day to just keep pushing us forward, be like, hey, we still got to do this. Like, we're all in this together. Like, we can do this. Well, okay, are, that is a great fucking attitude to have, you know, especially through all this with lockdowns across the entire country. Uh, now, do you guys self-produce or do you, did you hire somebody? Are you getting into a That's studio? Because I think it's I think I understood you guys have an album coming out soon. Yeah, yep. we're trying to. to and Dom, Dom's the mastermind. Yeah. So I've been doing all the production, recording, mixing, mastering. Well, you've done a great job, Dom. It sounds fucking amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. He's 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 the he's the guy that made Lake of Fire sound as cool as it did, and then even all of our other songs, the End of Humanity songs. I was the one that like tracked all the instruments, and then I sent him the stems, and he makes a he makes it sound real good. And after the End of Humanity, Dom uh, Dom just became the, the the full head producer, and he's he's pretty much in charge of just making it sound pretty. Now, is the End of Humanity your last record? Uh, yeah, that was our, that was our, like, kind of, I want to say our first EP, but before that we had like another, like, I want to, it was more of a demo, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, cause I was wanting to know about that. Cause I, I, after I heard your song, I found out you had a, a band camp and I went to your band camp to check out some more of your music. And that's where I heard a, a few more songs. And I noticed there was the one album, but Bushy had mentioned that you had a new album coming out, um, uh, do you have any kind of a time frame or a window when that's going to be released? Our goal is by the end of the year or or by like the end of the summer. Uh, we're, we're not trying to set a specific date on it because we wanted to have it done last year and that didn't really get to happen. So 
Yeah, trust me. Real life gets in the way sometimes, man. I understand. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, has a way of kicking you in the ball sometimes. Uh, COVID has been fun for us. It's just it's, <laughs> it's it's been a lot of challenges and learning and learning to adapt to uh, uh, I guess a new a new <laughs> a new way of the world because the world works a little different today. Yeah, definitely. Now, now, do you guys live in pretty close proximity to each other? Because I'm I'm not real familiar with the Michigan area. I know New York pretty well, but I I don't know Michigan at all. Are y'all in pretty close proximity to each other and? Uh, through this pandemic, did he say, yeah, screw the rules. I feel okay. Let's get together and try some of these licks out. I mean, how, how did that come about? Do you, do you have the music written or are you still working? I guess is where I'm going. Um, I would say the music's mostly written. It's, it's all, it's all down on paper and, um, a lot of it just needs to be like fleshed out and, and finished. Uh, we, uh, there, there was a, there was a long period of time when the pandemic started that, um, we just didn't practice. I don't think it was because anybody was necessarily like scared or, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I think, I think everybody was just kind of crushed and nobody even had the motivation if, if there wasn't a pandemic or something. Uh, and, and it, for a while it was, uh, before, before Dom and the, uh, and Andrew and, and Bernard came along. Um, it was just me and AJ really struggling along, uh, all right, so so you guys have got uh, you've got the necessary kick in the ass is what it sounds like to me. We're ready to yeah, move forward. We, huh? Our our stuff was on hold for a long time. We we had uh, a lot of these songs just sitting on the back burner, um, not doing much. And up until I want to say like maybe how long ago, Dom? How long have we been 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 really back at it? I think for a few months now. Like 2021 has been really good, and I think like towards the end of 2020, we were really starting to get things like rolling. Not in the fastest manner, but like slowly but sure progress was being made at that point. Outstanding. At least, at least something once a week. Yep. Oh, that's great. That, you know, you know, especially after, you know, having to lie dormant for a year. Um, if I could just kind of shift to Dom for a minute, who, who are your guitar influences? So for me, definitely Paul Gilbert, um, Ingve Malmsteen, uh, Pliny, if you're familiar with Pliny, he's a really amazing uh, prog guitarist that's completely instrumental. Like his music that he writes is very, very like impactful and emotional. Like you can just feel it in the music that he has so much energy in what he writes. Like it's those kind of guitarists that impress me the most that not only like have the chop, a really amazing music but can also write amazing music themselves. Like that's where I take a lot of inspiration from because I am a guitarist at heart. Like that's my main instrument. And I got into producing and writing and recording, mixing and all that. Like six years ago when I started at Michigan tech way up in the UP about eight, eight and a half hours where I live. And I was driving to and from like, so much in a car that i really didn't trust but you know it was worth it for the experience that i got there and i really taught most of what i know today like just on my own through like school helped a lot yeah but specifically for being the producer that i wanted to be i had to teach most of that like to myself wow that's, right on yeah that's 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 fucking awesome um <laughs> You, you threw me off with the Paul Gilbert Ingve thing because with the with the music I heard, 
you know, and like I said, Metal yeah, Mike could attest yeah. to it. I was like, and, and so like I said, not it's normally not my niche, but damn, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was, how, how did I put it? Maybe it was, maybe it was AJ. I, I, Cause you could look it up in that group chat. I said, no, this is special because I don't like this stuff as a rule. So it's special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Man. Yeah. Cause this kind of music's my, uh, my buddies here's a uh, wheelhouse. See, I like all kinds of different hard rock and metal. So I definitely dig awesome. some death metal and death core and more extreme metal. But I mean, I love thrash metal. I love doom and stoner metal. Hell, I even like, like I said, I like all kinds of music, not just rock and metal, you know? So awesome. yeah, I definitely dig what, uh, like I said, I heard this song and then I think I listened to um, rigor mortis as well. Yeah. That's it? a new one. Yeah. And I mean, I was just like, Holy fuck, man, these guys, you're really good, man. And I'm I'm not just saying it because we're interviewing you. I mean, I mean that. Anything I say is from the heart. So thank you, you guys you are so really, much. really good. That means a You're lot welcome. to us. Thank you very, very and, much. And I also think that it's cool that you guys are just pers- persevering. And, you know, because to me, especially when it comes to metal, it's a big part of metal to me is 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 uh, persevering, you know, standing up to um, the shit that life throws at you. Oh, my you know God, I mean? yes. Yeah, you know, and... uh and um and and, go, and getting through the pain and, and also I've noticed most of my favorite artists they use that pain and they put it into their art and I definitely definitely sense that with you guys especially with uh, Lake of Fire I mean I read how uh, one of the ma- band members it might be you Brandon correct me if I'm wrong um, was affected by watching someone they love destroy themselves with alcoholism is that right or correct that- uh correct that that song um the song lake of fire is actually it's about my dad and he used to drink and he 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 actually still does but he just lives down in florida now away from me he drank like uh like a fifth of fireball or more every single day and he's just he's just the worst person when he's on it and and I I, i don't i don't really get along with my father much right now and and a lot of it's because of his 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 drug and alcohol abuse so i wrote uh, i wrote lake of fire um and and i wrote it about him and it's it's literally about drowning your sorrows in in a, in a bottle of fireball wow wow well you know what's a great song i could i could feel you know like i read the lyrics and i could just, even your performance it comes across brother you can you can feel the pain in there but like but you're also kind of like well fuck it you know it is what it is and this is how it is and I really dug it, man. Thank you. Yeah, that, that, it mean it means that song means a lot to me, and and it, it also means a lot to me that you guys really appreciate it, because because uh-huh. you know it's 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 so it's so hard to really. I feel like it is hard to get people to to try and hear your song, especially in this kind of genre. Well, and and the thing is, is with what we do at that metal station, and I'm a co-owner. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're all about playing the legacy acts. I love the legacy acts too, and I support them. But I also want to support newer bands and guys, you know, because one of these days the legacy acts are going to be gone. And if people don't support newer artists like yourself, then I don't know what's going to fucking happen, you know. So I try to do everything in my power to support bands like you. So. We will definitely be pushing the Lake of Fire with your permission, of course, on that oh. metal station. Oh, and dude, you could pirate it if you want it. No, no, we'll, <laughs> no I, I, I already bought it, brother. Because again, I, I'm all about supporting you guys. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but we're definitely gonna push you guys. Not just Thank the interview, so the, the music too. Because, like I said, to me, that's what it's all about, man. It's about you know. Uh, I want to do everything I can. I, fuck, I wish I had more money. I'd fucking, you know, be a promoter and have metal mic festivals and shit. But unfortunately, you know, I have to work in these trying times. And I've 
had to deal with the COVID thing a lot myself because I'm a nurse. So it's been quite the experience, man. So I know kind of what you guys are going through as far as like just dealing with all this bullshit and death and everything else. But it does seem like there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And I don't know about you guys, but I miss going to shows so fucking much. So I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it must be for you guys to not be able to perform and do your thing. And hopefully you guys come into the St. Louis Metro East area because I will definitely come see you, man. We, we definitely have been, we want, I think it's our goal when, when shows like fully a hundred percent open back up to try and like figure out how we're going to get down to other States and stuff and start, start really, really hitting the road somehow. Uh, Fuck yeah. We, we'd really love to do that. Um, and yeah, man, not having shows is it's so soul crushing. It's like, uh, that, that was my favorite thing ever was just getting to go up and, and my favorite thing is getting to manipulate a crowd. Like, you know, you you can you can make them you can start making them yell whatever you want and start making them run Hell in a yeah. circle just because you said circle pit I want a circle pit so they give you a circle pit and it's just, it's awesome it's so it's awesome the, the energy thing ever. between the crowd and the band and and, and especially a guy like me because I'm not a musician I'm just a humble fan of of hard rock and metal man and just yeah I love going to shows and feeling the energy between the band and 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 the crowd and being part of it it's 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 one of the greatest feelings of the world, man, in my opinion. So I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to going to shows again. Hell Fuck yeah. And speaking, awesome. speaking of shows, I mean, uh, are, are things opening up uh, Michigan way? Are clubs opening back up? Are you guys able to start, you know, trying to book gigs again or, or is it still kind of on a lockdown here? Cause I know North Carolina, hell steel Panther was down here in Greensboro uh, just a couple days ago there in Atlanta, <laughs> you know, so, it's slowly starting to open. I know the Orange Peel, which is a uh, club in Asheville, North Carolina, they do a lot of rock and metal, you know, shows out there. And it's a club. Uh, so, it's, so is it starting to open up, or? It's still really controversial around here, especially because up around the Detroit area, it seems to be there's a, a a really high spike in COVID cases. Like I think I think really hot, like one of the, some of the highest in the country, right next to New York City. Oh wow. Um, and it was it's it's gotten to be a problem and especially in our hometown area we're having an issue with, um and use closing completely oh man oh, god yeah um, that's god i'm sorry to hear that that we, sucks we lost both of our home venues uh the loft and max bar um they were just you know both little, little grungy dive bars and all the local bands could go set up shows have fun and party and hang out and um looks like they're destined to be sports bars by the by by next year Ugh. Fuck. Yeah, that breaks my heart. That is. That's heartbreaking, man. I'm sorry to hear that, guys. Well, it bums us out, but uh, we, we still get to try and load out all around the state, though, with, like, Battle Creek, Grand Rapids, and all of those places. Oh, okay, good. Well, that, that's some positivity in the midst of all this, anyway. And, you know, your work on an album, uh, you guys seem like you, you know exactly what you want, and you're going after it. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in, this, yeah. in this environment... God knows that's it's, it's to me. That's just as hell. That's just rock and roll, you know. Hell yeah, hell fucking yeah. right, man. All, All right. right. Well, I definitely appreciate you guys taking the time to sit in with us. Uh, you've been listening to an interview with uh, Brandon Hartman, vocalist for Let It Rot, and Dominic Mosier, guitarist for Let It Rot. Is there anything else you'd like to say uh, before we get out of here, guys? No. Um. Just thank you guys again for having us on and thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate the support and love that you guys have shown us and 
we just hope that going forward, you'll both be able to see us at a show in the not so distant future. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward awesome. to it, Dom. I'm definitely looking forward to it, Dom. Like I said, man, I will definitely be keeping my eyes peeled, my ears to the ground when Let It Rot hits the St. Louis Metro East area, man. So, <laughs> all right, how could people find you guys? Um, we're uh we're pretty much we're 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 relatively easy to Google. Uh, the the you can pretty much just look up Let It Rot next to like any of our songs, and our videos will pop right up on Google, YouTube. We're also on Spotify, Apple. Uh, you can Shazam our music too. I think that's pretty fun. Um, uh, we're on everything it seems. Uh, you can find us on TikTok too. I thought that was great. And um, uh, yeah, and almost anywhere. Outstanding. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you heard it there. And, and, and there is a band camp where we, uh, people can purchase your music. I highly recommend purchasing the music, folks. Uh, so go out there, support these guys as soon as they hit the road. We're going to keep our ears to the ground and make sure we know what's going on with these guys. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Appreciate you taking time out of your night, man. And also, when the album does come out, man, <clears throat> if you guys could like come back, we'll do another interview and we'll really push the release of the album too, man. Absolutely. Oh, awesome. That would sound All right. Great. All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for, you know, coming by and doing this for us, man. You sure fucking thing. rule. Thank you. Stay yeah. metal. Yeah, we definitely yeah. appreciate it, guys. Uh, keep in contact with us. We'll definitely get that out there for you. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. All you, guys right, guys. you guys enjoy the rest of your night. Hey, you guys <laughs> do the same. Thank yeah. you. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Lake of Fire plus the interview, me and Metal Mike. Now, this one I didn't know. This this blew my fucking mind because Metal Mike's been a DJ longer than I have. Or internet radio personality because we don't spin records anymore. Well, I do on my stereo, but... Well, yeah, Mike, yeah. you had never interviewed anybody before. No, no. Um, I don't know why. It's just one of them things. It's like... Uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe some of my... Um, idiosyncrasies insecurities you know i mean i'd like to think that i come across as a super super duper confident guy but i think really though doing an interview like this was good for me because it's about a it's a new and upcoming band um because part of the problem is is i've had opportunities to actually interview people i really really like and admire and i've always had this thing like man I don't want to come across like you remember when Chris Farley used to do that Saturday Night Live skit where he'd have somebody famous, yeah, and he'd be like, "You remember, you remember when you, you that's awesome. That was awesome, and you know, right?" And I don't want to be that guy, you know. So it's like I'm gonna have to try to control my inner fanboy when I do start interviewing. So, but I'm I'm like, you know what? It's time, man. It's past time. I want to take the Metal Mike show to another level now. Um, because with the with the rapport I have with my co-host, who's my one of my best friends, Bill Roseberry, aka Bill Bildo for real though on the show, um, we we have like a really good rapport. I mean, really, the Metal Mike show. If you listen to it, it's as much a comedy show as it is a music show. I mean, we don't just talk about music; we talk about all the crazy shit going on in the world. Always, you know, making jokes or finding funny shit to talk about, and and the listeners like that, you know. And it's it's really cool. But at the same time, and I still want to continue doing that. But yeah, I do want to maybe you know dip my foot in the pool of interviewing and and talking to some of these artists that I do admire. Uh, so there's a few people I'm very keen to interview. I just you know, one of them, and I'm going to mention him later. I've mentioned him on the podcast before. I really want to approach him about an interview in the future. So uh, I'm going to try to get that done here before too long. And of course, I, I got to get my interviewing skills because Rockin' Pod four, bro, or three, three, right? Yeah. yeah no. Well, no, it's four, four. technically, it's but they called it 2021 because four got canceled. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, right. no, I thought I thought you did a great job, and I was and I was trying to tell you well, ahead of time. You. It's really easy. Let them talk. Yeah. Because you know, they're going yeah. to get their information out there. I mean, with everybody, you're going to have to, you know, tug a little bit to get what you're looking for. Uh, these guys, it didn't didn't really seem to be the case, you know. Um, no, they were great. They were very at ease. They made me feel at ease. They were very friendly. Um, when we complimented them, I could tell that they really felt, you know, because I, you know, I, I speak from the heart. Anybody knows me knows that, man. Like, you know, I'm not going to bullshit somebody. If I, if, honestly, to be honest with you, if I wasn't into what they were doing, I probably wouldn't bother to interview them. And I don't mean to sound like a snob, but it's like, I, it's not that. I just don't want to be fake. Sure. You know and, what I mean? You know, like, and we didn't have to worry about that, thankfully. Oh, but no, here's, here's the good news. really good, man. Yeah. And, and, and here's I, the good news. That interview will replay this Wednesday Somewhere in the 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. block on thatmetalstation.com during my show, as well as as well as hearing two tracks, yes, uh, from Let It Rot, and then Friday, somewhere between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., the interview is going to air again on the Metal Mike show, as well as the music he wants to play by them. So you get three opportunities this week to hear Let It Rot. That's all I could do for you. You have got to go out there and support them yourselves. They do have a band camp. It, 
I saw two, so I'm not sure how that works. It's but, a little confusing, yeah. But, but, I will but both sites have music, so you'll go yeah. to both of them. Fuck it. And and who knows, man? If you click on it, it might not be something. It's it's pretty heavy. I'm I'm not gonna lie. This isn't. If you're looking for like something that sounds like traditional hard rock and metal, forget it. This is well, they classify them as deathcore, and deathcore is kind of like death metal and hardcore music mixed. Um, but I like that stuff. I like death metal. Not all of it. Not all of it. People have to understand. I'm kind of very especially with your extreme metals i'm kind of particular about what i like and what i don't like yeah see, um, i'm just saying well, one my whole things... thing is i have to be able to understand the lyrics and when i say that that doesn't mean i have to understand what it is what the subject matter is or talking about that's not what i mean i mean i have to be able to hear words <laughs> right and that's the thing with brandon his vocals are totally aggressive but you can understand what he's saying right. i could Right, you know? it's one of the reasons I like a bottom bar, and I, and I know that's right. what you oh, consider a more mainstream band. But I can hear what the guy's saying. mainstream metal, though, Bushy. I mean, that's not... Look, let's be honest. Yeah, they're mainstream as far as they're more in the public consciousness. I mean, let's be honest. They kind of invented their own subgenre. They they start out as a Viking death metal, extreme yeah. metal. But yeah, Viking metal. I mean, they're at least one of the pioneers, if not the pioneer of that. Personally, I love Amonomarth. I think they're fucking great. Plus, they have a bit of a, um, musically, a bit of a power metal element to them, too, which uh, that's why I think DJ Kane, my nephew Kane, loves them so much. But um, they're really, really cool. But you're not going to hear Amonomarth. Okay, you might hear Amonomarth on, on, on Monday Night Metal at KC95 in my area, but that's going to only be on Monday Night Metal. You're not going to hear Amonomarth at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on any fucking radio station terrestrial right. radio station and satellite radio sure liquid metal maybe ozzy's boneyard something like that you might hear a model but that's about it you're not gonna hear so yeah they're mainstream in comparison to maybe like these guys but to me they are still and they are extreme metal like that those vocals i mean i know some people that just can't handle that kind of stuff they don't like extreme vocal or um um aggressive vocals at all see i do see, it depends it on depends how it's on, done it's yeah it's it, and how they deliver it you know i mean my biggest problem my biggest complaint with a lot of today's extreme metal though um and and i know some of my fellow djs like dj walt loves this stuff and more power to him because i that's one thing i love about it is that we have a lot of different djs that offer different things to the listener Sure. I don't want all the DJs at TMS to be exactly the same. I want us all to be different and have our own flavor and have our own thing. Um, now, I'll play death metal on my show. I have many times, but I got to be honest with you, I, I kind of favor more old school death metal because, okay, for instance, here's one of my biggest complaints about modern day death metal. Um, and a lot of times people call it brutal death metal or technical death metal or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it's like, one, I remember, and Ralph says it all the time, our good friend, Dr. Fuck, he's always like, you know what, man? I remember back in the day when you'd wait for the blast beat. That yeah. was like the money pit, as Phil Ensamo calls it. You know, where everybody would just go fucking nuts in the pit. And you're like, oh fuck, here comes the blast beat. You know, and then, you know, and, and then and then they would do it and everybody would go nuts. Well, now the entire song is just one continuous blast beat with the guy singing and and it's so like 
I can't understand a word. He's it just that's what it sounds. I'm like, uh, what are you saying? Where's I, I? I just it's too much. It's overpowering to me. It's I, I respect the talent it takes for that drummer to be able to do a whole song of nothing but blast beats. I mean, that shit ain't easy to do. Sure. From what I understand. So I do respect the talent it takes. A lot of those musicians are incredible musicians that can play whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's too, it's, it's overload. It's too much. It's just like, oh, fuck, man. I feel like I'm just getting, my ears are, I'm getting punched in my ear hole on both sides, you know, both my ear holes, like, like by the flash, you know, it's just, whoa, okay, fucking, it's just too much. And like I said, man, it's not like I'm some guy who doesn't listen to some heavy stuff. I like this band and they are heavy. It's, you know, like I said, it's deathcore, man. And I know some. Some people, again, you got your elitist, oh, death course, not real, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to get in that. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get to any elitist bullshit here because everybody like, I mean, you like what you like. That's fine. Right. Uh, you know, I, and I, and I, I, I told Brandon and Don both, that this is not normally my niche, man. So for me to like it, to me, it's something special, which is right. why I wanted to make sure I got this out right away. I also want to make sure before we get too much further is that we thank, thank you, Dom. Thank you, Brandon, for taking the time to come on. I, I know it was only 20 minutes. You know, when your album drops, get a hold of us. We will absolutely have you back. Uh, oh, yeah. We're, we're definitely looking forward to it. There was a lot of things I got from that interview that, well, one in particular was, uh, you know, I, I asked uh, Dom, you know, his guitar influences. This dude come up with Paul Gilbert and uh, Igve. I was like, what the fuck? That's my shit. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, yeah, like I was like, hell yeah, dude. But you know, that's what I'm saying. A lot of those death metal, death core um, musicians are uh, very, very um, open minded about a lot of uh, music. You know, they're, um, yeah, you know, uh, they like a lot of different genres, not just rock and metal. You know, like sure. some of them are into jazz guitarists and some of them are in. They're very, very di- musically diverse. Like I said, most of those guys, even the bands that I might not be really into. Their musicianship is out of this world. These guys could play whatever the fuck they want. That's Absolutely. one thing I always try to tell people, man, when when I because I've heard people tell me, you know, oh, metal, it don't take no talent. Really? I'll tell you what. I'll put up any one of my metal musicians against one of yours any day of the week. They could like, man, look at Pantera. Those guys from what Phil said could play anything, right? Anything they fucking wanted, any style, any, you know, yeah. You know, fuck off with that bullshit. You know, that's all I'm going to say with that shit. <laughs> I, I just, this is me. Oh, no, look, just cause you don't like it. Doesn't mean that, there isn't any talent involved. Oh, dude, like, Mike Muir said that years ago on the Suicidal Tendencies album, Lights, Camera, Revolution. Just because you don't like song, it, don't mean it ain't no it good. Is, I love, I love You Can't Bring Me Down. It's one of my anthems. That's a song there. if life's kicking the shit out of me, I'll put that song on just to go the fuck off, man. Ah, it's everything's like, all bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, Mike Muir, what a great front man and a lyricist. Yeah. Yep. But we really want to do a. We, we, really, we really wanted to focus on this Let It Rot, and we and we, we decided, look, we can't do a whole episode on Let It Rot, because we would have to have the guys on for the entire hour and a half, and could we all carry a conversation that long? Who knows? 
Who knows? Probably. Those guys were very talkative. Possible. Yeah, those guys were very talkative. They were very open. And uh, we will have them back, and hopefully we'll even have them back on the radio shows once their album drops. Oh, for sure. I mean, they said they were down, so I, I mean that, man. Like, hey, please reapproach us. By all means, man, We I would definitely love to do another yeah. interview with them and really push the album when it does come out and help them out, man. Yeah, absolutely, because we, fucking we, Dom's we producing here. the thing. That was amazing to me. He yeah. Was, he was basically self-taught. He's like, okay, we can't get into studios because of COVID. We'll do the shit ourselves, you know. And Lake and of Fire is a tribute great. to that. Yeah. It so, sounds fucking... Like, I wouldn't have known. It sounded professional to me. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not like an expert, but fuck, man, and... Yeah, yeah, and, and the guitars are just crunching, and it, it's badass, man. Like, if you like that kind of metal, you're going to dig it, man. And even if you don't, that's cool, too, but just, like Let I said, your friends this know, though, because maybe they do. Right, you know, like, hey, maybe this ain't my thing, but, you know, you might like it, you know. Like I said, you know. Yeah, Let It Rot out of Lansing, Michigan. Uh, we were happy to talk to those guys. We're happy to share the music. You'll, uh, Like I said, you'll really hear that interview on my show this coming Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's Eastern Time. And you'll hear the interview again Friday night, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., somewhere in that time frame. Uh, again, that's Eastern Time on the Metal Mike Show. And we want to keep talking about this either unsigned or indie label stuff because this is the stuff that people are having a hard time finding. And I'm going to admit to you guys, some of the stuff I'm going to talk about, you may already know, because some of it's starting to pick up some speed, you know, and that's great. Uh, some of them are very, you know, active, you know, in social media. And I think that's very, God, it's almost completely important in this day and age, and especially in the age of COVID, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to be a self-promoting whore. I mean, you see me all the time. I'm promoting the shit out of my radio show. When we have a new podcast, I'm promoting the shit out of the podcast episodes. And that's what you have to do as a band. And now one of the bands that I'm really digging, I know they're starting to pick up some steam because two of their videos and their covers, for fuck's sake, I have seen them come across my feed on Facebook. I can't count how many times, so I know they're picking up speed. I've seen it come up, do it on TikTok of all places. It come, comes across my feed there. It's coming across my feed I, basically everywhere except Twitter. I haven't seen them on Twitter yet. But that's a family band. It's uh, two sisters, three brothers, a band called Liliac. They were covering Dio. They did Holy Diver and Rainbow in the Dark. And the chick has a Janis Joplin sounding voice, the lead singer. I wish I could remember her name. I'm not doing them any justice there. They call themselves Vamp Metal, uh, V-A-M-P as in vampire. But if you go and you check out their TikToks, and if you go and you check out their Instagram, or you check them out on Facebook, these kids, and they are kids, they can play, and they are into the metal. Because whenever they're doing covers, 99% of the covers they do, they are metal. They're covering Ozzy, you know, they're covering Dio. These kids don't mess around. I highly recommend you check out Liliac, L-I-L-I-A-C.
Liliac, yes. They call it vamp metal, and it's absolutely brilliant. And like I said, these kids can play, and that girl, she can sing, dude. And the, her sister is the drummer. Awesome. So they, uh, uh, their their babyest brother is the keyboard player, and maybe that harkens back to Hanson for me because I'm you know I'm I'm a nerd. I like that stuff too. But a family band doing it the way they're doing it. Could you imagine what Hanson would have been had a done metal back in the day? That's what this sounds like to me, only with mature, no, mature subject matter. You know, they're not bopping around. And they do have huh. a band camp. I do have one of their albums. It's brilliant. And I know somewhere in here I'm going to slip in one of their tracks. But give them a chance. I think you'll dig them. You introduced me to somebody. I, I ended up playing them on, a, on, on the podcast from last week, that band Haunt. I know you've got to have you know, a, a virtual folder bursting at the seams with some of this stuff. I mean, you're almost like Sarah, you know, Sarah McIntosh from uh, Sarah's Invasion with the underground music. Yes. Um, yeah, she's got like a lot of stuff that even I haven't heard of. But yeah, I've been in the haunt. Well, it all starts with really his other band, Beastmaker. I was introduced to Beastmaker when I went to see uh, Zach Sabbath. Of course, that's Zach Wilde's Black Sabbath super group, tribute super group. Uh, um, which is amazing in itself. To me, if anybody's going to carry the legacy of Sabbath, it should be Zach. He does an amazing job on all those Sabbath um, songs and uh, was a phenomenal show unto itself. And this was a small club, dude. Like I was about as close, which you can't see, but I was about as close to Zach as, is from here to where my coffee table is in the middle of the room, which ain't very fucking far. Uh, but the band that opened for him was a band called Beastmaker, which is more of a doom metal band. And it was a three-piece, and the singer and the lead guitarist, and mainly the, the main songwriter, is a fellow by the name of Trevor William Church. Now, Trevor is the son of Bill Church, of Montrose and Sammy Hagar. So there's a bit of rock royalty right there with him. Sure. And uh, he did as well. Let me look. Look, I'm going to look right here through my music files, but just on Beast Maker alone. So I bought like I think there was two albums there, and he, I think at the time I bought, yeah, it was Lucis Lucis Natura and Inside the Skull. I bought those two CDs, burned them immediately, started playing them on the station. Once I found out he had a band camp, that's when I started ordering his music, and some of it I I like. I like I love Beastmaker and Haunt so much. I buy a lot of physical copies because that's what's really cool about Bandcamp. If you buy it in physical format, whether it be CD, hell, they even sell cassettes on Bandcamp now. Which, quite honestly, I don't I don't get that. I don't mean to go off on a tangent here. I mean, hey, if if Trevor can make the product and people are buying it, hey, why not? But look, mother, uh, you know the the problem is, man, with fucking you know cassettes is we use that technology back then because we had to you know um not because we wanted to it was it was the technology it was available at the time but anyway i'm digressing Beastmaker has let's see they got well their 2015 you must send ep then there's the three albums there's Covenborn. then he did 10 eps within like a six month time frame then I, the Storm, and Body and Soul. He's retired Beastmaker. I don't think he's doing it anymore. But if you love Black Sabbath-style music, this is the band for you. I highly, highly recommend them. Uh, the other band that he's doing is Haunt, which he's still continuing to do that. Just put out a brand new album um, 
maybe a few months ago. I bought the physical copy of that. And what's cool with Bandcamp, if you buy, well, even Amazon, if you buy the physical copy, you get a digital uh, version as well. Really, really, really cool stuff, man. I love me some haunt, and uh, we're going to, I think the, the song we're going to play on that, it's off the brand new album. We'll do the title track, the opening track, Beautiful Distraction. Show you, my life is real. 
all right so there you go haunt beautiful distraction haunt yeah check them out um i've got some of their stuff like i said i played it last week uh there's so much out there that's undiscovered unless you know these people sometimes sometimes that's what it takes you have to know these people i went to high school with a guy um his real name michael disjardins He's bass player for a band called 13 Pagan Holiday 13. Dude, they've been grinding it out since 1989. Wow. They, he formed that band in high school. Um, I want to say that Scott Thornstar, the singer, was with him back then. May have left for a while, has been back with him for the last, well, definitely since I've been doing my radio show. Um, their music, I guess you would call it horror glam horror glam they are influenced by bands like uh you know motley Crue, alice cooper kiss uh the misfits things of that nature but they're a very horror themed group and uh they're definitely one of those that uh, it's an acquired taste for some people it's a required taste for some people i dig the hell out of them uh probably the best thing they've recorded is this one i'm going to spin for you right now and I know it's been on my radio show, but I can never stop singing enough praises for this band because I think they deserve it. And this is uh, Long Shadows Fall on Halloween.
said we were going to spin every band's music, but that one, I, I had to put it out there. I had to put it out there. Right on, right on. What, what's some other stuff that exists that you, you would just highly recommend? Because this isn't going to be our typical two-hour show. We're probably going to shorten this a bit because uh, we really wanted to focus on Let It Rot. But we really want to bring these other bands you know, to the forefront because oh, yeah. they're still grinding it out. Um, okay, well, here's a band that I'm really into, man. I think you would like them too, Bush. Uh, they're called Savage Master. They are from Louisville, Kentucky. They've been active since 2013. They formed, actually, in October of 2013. They are part of what you would know be known as the new wave of traditional heavy metal. Uh, what's interesting about them is their members is all the dudes in the band play with leather hoods, Um so you can't see their face. And their lead singer, Stacy Savage, who is a beautiful maiden of metal, is their vocalist. Um, if you're into the new wave of British heavy metal type of music, this is the band for you. Um, great stage presence. Uh, like I said, just a beautiful girl. The dudes wear all these executioner hoods. Nice. So it's just totally metal. <laughs> uh, they've got um, three full links and two EPs to their credit. Oh, they wow. are on a small label, actually the label that Beastmaker and Haunt used to be on, Shadow Kingdom Records. Uh, uh, their latest album, Myth, Magic, and Steel, just a great, great record. Um, I recommend all of them. Even the artwork, man, is like Frank Frazetta-style painting with this oh, chick wow. with, you know, uh, this, uh, the, the track I would recommend would be The Devil's Ecstasy. From Myth, Magic, and Steel, Savage Master.
hell yeah, if you dug that, man, you know, make sure you go check them out. Um, the Pagan Holiday thing, because they used to be called Pagan Holiday. I'm not sure why they added the 13s in there. And I interviewed uh, Michael Von Pagan is his stage name. Ah, Christ, for an entire Big Bushy Power Hour when I was doing my Sunday night shows. And I never thought to ask about the 13s, but now they're at the front and the back. Um, they, they're actually going to be releasing a new album here soon. I know they're getting ready to uh, start recording, so forgot to mention that in the last little segment here. Oh, cool, cool, man. Yeah, you'll have to send me some of their stuff, man. I, I, I'd like to check it out. I, yeah, I absolutely will. I absolutely will. And the only other band that I know of, because uh, I, I am one of those that is guilty of not searching these things out. Like I said, Liliac, they came across my screen because they were covering Rainbow in the Dark. And I was like, good God, listen to her voice. Right. Once, once I dug deep, I'm like, good God, listen to that band. Uh, the band that I think really needs some recognition, and they've played Vegas. You know, I, you know, they, they play clubs in Vegas. And they're out of Carthage, New York. These are guys that graduated a few years after I did. So they've been grinding it out since the 90s as well. It's a band called Lake Effect Mud. Now, because they're younger, and, and as you know, dealing with me, Five years can mean a lot. Their style is more, you know, they do some killer cover stuff of like uh, Down With The Sickness by Disturbed. I mean, they are very much in that vein. They have several albums out there. Uh, I searched them on Bandcamp. They are difficult to find, but they do have a Facebook, Lake Effect Mud. Um, I highly recommend you check those guys out. Cool. You know, they're they're uh, they're lots of fun, and I and I've definitely put them on my radio show as well. You know, because like I said, they're they're from where I grew up, but they're really right, good. Cool. And like I said, they're very much in the vein of the uh, the radio friendly metal, your Five Finger, your Disturbed, your things like that. But don't sleep on these guys. All right, it's a, cool, it's, man. a it's a brother duo on guitars and drums. The singer actually used to be the bass player before he took over on vocals, and they got a different bass player. I saw them back in the day when they were a five-man band. They're a four-piece now, you know, vocals, bass, guitar, drums. And they just, they don't fuck around. You know, of course, pandemic aside, because we know that's, you know, that's stalled everybody. Definitely not one to sleep on. Cool, cool. All right, man. So, uh... Uh, sorry, I didn't know. What, what, are you are you gonna? I, I probably fucked up. You might have to edit this out. Are you gonna play a song of theirs too, dude? That's why I was oh, oh, being man. quiet. I didn't know. Oh, I got gotcha. This life wearing thin. My enemies closing in. Letting me eat my skin These are the times I can shake again Well I can't go far And all I need is some distance Shitted scars Telling me, selling me Again and again So far into this So far down the list Listen this time Life is 
bands that i kind of wanted to talk about if if i may um of oh course, hell no that's not what we're doing here <laughs> there's, another, uh, right on. there's another band if you're into thrash metal that i want to highly recommend um they are from british columbia canada been active since 2012 they actually started out as a band in 2003 to 2012 called Skullhammer, and then they changed their name to Terrifier. Uh, they are on a little label called Test Your Metal Records, and they've been around. They've got a split that they did, which is like a Masters of Metal, which was a compilation that was released in 2017. Um, they've got two full links, one EP and another uh, split uh, in 2015. Um, the, the albums, they have as Destroyers of the Faith, uh, Metal or Death, that's the title of the EP. How can you not love a title like that? Right. And their latest album, and the one I want to recommend, is Weapons of Thrash Destruction, which I love that fucking title. Yeah, and the track badass. that I highly fucking recommend is Schizoid Embolism. Turn this motherfucker up and thrash it the fuck out. Now, what is it? You better get down here. It looks like we got another schizoid embolism. Dad, you blew my cover! Oh, that's 
I, I hope you guys have enjoyed a little bit of, of what we've brought to you today. Um, and that's the tip of the iceberg, you know, and we're talking the very tippy, tippy tip of the iceberg. There's so much music out there. Now, uh, Metal Mike, uh, Fridays, does Bandcamp still do that thing where, uh, where, where the artists are getting... Most 100% of the, post- of the profits. No, they get 100% on Fridays. And yes, they're still doing that. Okay, so check that out, guys. Uh, these these bands that have a band camp. And most of the em. bands I covered, I did, uh, they do. Um, if Even if you just, if you can't afford the physical, just buy the digital, man. It's not that expensive. It helps them out. And, and you get cool music from it. And I love Bandcamp. I think it's the best thing that's ever happened. Um, I From what I understand, it's... It, I, it kind of worries me, though, because I just don't know how much longer they're going to be able to do it. Because from what I understand, the dude who started it is kind of losing money. But he's just one of those people that loves music so much that so far he's found a way to keep it going. And I, and I hope he does, because I don't want to turn this into anti-Spotify or streaming thing. I mean, Jesus Christ, our station streams. You know what sure. I mean? But but at the same time, and, and look, Spotify is fine as far as, because you can even use it as a tool for looking for music. There's all kinds of bands that my co-host, Bildo, has turned me on to by using Spotify. But There's nothing the wrong time, with using streaming platforms. The problem is when people strictly use a streaming platform and they're right. not supporting these artists with their wallets because anymore. The, You've got to support them with your wallet. Right, they don't really pay the artists that much to fucking stream their music. It's not a lot of money, folks. And for some of these younger bands, it's critical. It's critical, you know? It's like, so again, I think that's one thing that's kind of cool is Bandcamp, to me, is changing the business uh, model, and in, in, in my opinion, for the better. So I highly cannot recommend Bandcamp enough. Like I said, I'm lucky a lot of times me and Bushy get music sent to us anyway because we're a radio station and we've yeah. constantly got people sending us their stuff so much so that I almost get overwhelmed. But uh, my, my cohort, John Duckett's AK or you know, John Morris, <laughs> AKA DJ Duckett's of course, you know, Duckett's from our debauchery with Duckett's episode, which we're going to do a follow up on here in the near future. Yeah. Eventually. Got He's it. the guy that, that handles, he handles a lot of that. So um, the, the music submissions puts it in the Dropbox. He even categorizes it for us to let the DJs know, okay, this is something that's in your wheelhouse that you'll play on your show. We get a lot of cool stuff sent to us. My only complaint about that sometimes is the labels are really bad about not getting the metadata right on their music. And for us at the radio station, folks, I want to emphasize this. Anybody who's listening right now, please make sure you have the correct metadata at least have the name of the fucking song as well as the name of the artist or we can't play it and then we got to change the metadata and i don't mean to sound like a crybaby but that takes time sometimes yeah, a lot so, you know and, if you, know, you have, have one band you have to change this. i'm sorry go ahead no yeah we have lives here you know a lot of us we're not doing this for money i'm not making any money off that metal station we sometimes make enough on the merch to pay for the site and the station but that's about it i ain't doing it for the fucking money though i mean don't get wrong if i started making money that'd be great but that's not why i do it you know right and 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 i don't mind helping any band out but that shit takes time man so please make sure that your metadata is correct because that's the one thing I love about getting music from Bandcamp. Guess what? Metadata is all correct. It's all there. I don't have to fucking worry about it. Right. That's know? what I was going to say. I mean, 
And, you know, people listening might think, oh, well, you know, so a band doesn't have it right. It's like, okay, maybe it is one. But now multiply the one by 100. Exactly, exactly. You know, it is. Then you got to go back to your folders. Like, what, well, what fucking record is this from? Because that's all we ask is, who the hell are you? What's the name of the song? And what's the name of the album? That's what we need. I can't count on my hand. I can't. It's countless times I've had people send me their music either directly because I have my own email, djmiddlemike1970 at gmail.com, or through the station, all for um, metal, uh, gmail.com. I was, yeah, because I was going to ask, what is that email? Because if there's any bands listening, by all means, send us your music. And uh, please dude, if, make if, sure if, if it makes a cut, we're going to get it on. Yeah, and even if there's a DJ like that doesn't like it, I guarantee you one of our DJs will. We have a lot of different DJs that play a lot of different kinds of styles of hard rock and metal. Um, so you, there's always that chance somebody here is going to play it. That's why usually John does it, reviews it, classifies it. And a lot of times, to John's credit, he makes sure that the metadata is correct. But I just remember that sometimes I would go through these music files, and all it was was the name of the song. Yeah. And, and, we, and I'm talking like a shit ton of music, not just, oh, you know, so, yeah, please take the fucking time to label your metadata correctly. Like I said, even if you don't have the name of the album, just name of the song, name of the artist. It's kind of critical, folks. It definitely please. is. Just saying. I'm, again, I'm not trying to sound like a dick or complaining, folks. Oh, I'm you definitely more sound than like happy. a dick and like you're complaining. All right. Uh, well, fuck it. <laughs> You know, I mean, it just, it just, it's exhausting, dude. And then there just comes a point where I'm just like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. I've got a hundred other things to do besides help run this station sure. and do, do my shows and the podcast and all that. You know, I've, like I said, all of us, we have lives. Yeah, life gets you know, in the careers, way of You know, careers uh, outside of this. So it's like, I don't have fucking time to fucking label the metadata for every bit of music that gets, you know, you know, and quite frankly, I'm going to speak for my other DJs and my co-owner at that metal station. We don't have time. Right. You know, so again, you know, you want your stuff played. It just makes it easier. Right. Because we want to play it. You have to understand that. We want yeah. to play your music. We want to help you guys out. That's why we're doing what we're doing, you know. Yeah, because like Mike said, we don't get paid to do this shit. Uh, I pay to run this podcast. Mike helps pay to run the radio station. You know, this comes out of our uh, out of our pockets, and the reason it comes out of our pockets is because we have a passion for the music that we present to you, be it on this show or on our individual radio shows. And, and, and Metal Mike can tell you, if you've never tuned into my fucking show, you're going to hear uh. shit that's not rock and or metal at all. You're going to hear about 75% rock and or metal. But you're going to hear shit that's not rockhead or metal at all. Off the fucking wall, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You don't know what you're going to hear in the Big Bushy Power Hour, which, by the way, is actually three hours. But one Big Bushy Power Hour is the equivalent of three normal hours. Because that's, that's just how badass right. my co-host is, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Biggest party on the net. <laughs> so on, on, on that note, dude, uh, you think we should wrap this up? Is there anything else you want to say? I, I think we should wrap it up. Um, I do too. I don't really have anything to promote because we are on full blown rock and pod. Uh, that, that's we're full steam rock and pod mode right now. I guess is the way I wanted to say that. That's all we're going to promote, as far as I know. Rock and pod, Nashville, Tennessee, August sixth, seventh, and eighth. If you haven't got your tickets yet, www.nashvillerockandpodexpo.com. 
all one word. Get in there. It's like 20 bucks, man. Get in there. You can mingle with rock stars. A lot of times they're, you know, they'll sign stuff, take pictures with you. Some do it for free. Some charge you. Either way, it doesn't matter. I, I had three albums signed by Dave Ellison and got uh, got a couple pictures taken for 20 bucks. Michael Sweet signed a couple albums, took a picture for 20 bucks. But I got to sit down and interview Michael Sweet. You know, but that's that's the podcast side of it. But these guys are cool. It's a it's a great environment. There's lots of, you know, there's vinyl vendors, there's memorabilia vendors. It's a great time. Plus, all your favorite podcasters are there. Come out, Nashville, August sixth, seventh, and eighth. It's been a long time since we've rock and rolled. But that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of vinyl and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skeo and his new band Resist and Bite making their debut performance, as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Inceptia. And what's really going to be cool is there's going to be four DJs from the station. That's going to, like I said, we're at that event, of course, podcaster first, internet radio. Second, but we are going to promote the station and 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 tell anybody and everybody about it who, who who can can and will listen. I mean, Dr. Fuck, one of our DJs, probably our most popular DJ for yes. obvious reasons. Then yeah. there's Bushy and myself. We've got Vernomatic from. Metal Mayhem, ROC, he's going to be there, man. So we're really, really excited. I know another uh, DJ um, who just started with us. He wants to come. Um, I don't know if he's going to. I hope he does. And that's our very own DJ Samuel, also known as Samuel Wetz, man. So I'm hoping he makes it, you know. And I told him, I'm like, dude, you don't have to go as a podcaster. Just go as a fucking attendant, man. You can hang out with us. It'd be all yeah, good. because it's, it's a definite good time. It's impossible yeah. to go to this thing and not have a good time. Right. And uh, as far as pushing anything, the one thing I'm going to push is another band. We don't have to play them or anything, but I just want to tell you guys about them. Um, this is a band I think I got turned on to by Ralph Vieira, a.k.a. Dr. Fuck of Thrasher Die, and the Dr. Fuck Show every Thursday, I believe from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plug, plug. And this is a Crypt Sermon. A, they are from Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. They've been active since 2013. They're kind of described as epic doom metal um they're doom metal they got that whole sabbathy thing going but their songs are kind of long and intricate they have two full links a split a single and a demo to their name their last album 2019's the ruins of fading light is fan fucking tastic i definitely definitely think you guys should check this band out so that's another one they're on dark descent records um check this album out 
tell them DJ Metal Mike sent you. You won't regret it. Outstanding. Any final thoughts from you, Mike? Nothing else but to stay fucking metal, motherfuckers. Outstanding. I just want to let people know that uh, life is not subservience. Life is not dominion. Life is compromise. Always remember that. Motherfuckers by vinyl. We'll see you next time. <laughs> hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.